KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Welcome to the KPBS Summer Music Series. In this episode, we'll talk to Sonido de la Frontera, a power trio of San Diego musicians that combine sound system culture, hip-hop production aesthetic, and the sounds of Latin America's most prolific dance music, cumbia. Plus, binational band La Diabla combines traditional cumbia music with the gritty spirit of Tijuana. That's next. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Welcome to the KPBS Summer Music Series, San Diego's own music discovery podcast that features encore presentations of our best in-studio performances and interviews, celebrating our diverse music scene and beyond. I'm your host, Kurt Koenig. The band La Diabla combines traditional cumbia music with the gritty spirit of Tijuana. They bring their binational dance party wherever they go. Midday Edition's Jade Hindman sat down with La Diabla, but first we hear their song La Receta. Today, the band behind that music, La Diabla, joins us in the KPBS studio. Hey, welcome, Ooh. Ivan Rodriguez. Thank you. On the caja, Adrian Rodriguez on accordion and vocals. Jose Hi. Balanos, <laughs> you're running all the social yeah, media does, for the band and yeah, everything. Yeah, uh-huh. a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, welcome you man. all. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> we appreciate you joining us here on Midday Edition. Oh, thanks for having us. Hey, first question, how did La Diabla start? We used to go down to Tijuana. Uh, Ivan and myself were brothers, and we would go down to Tijuana to to this youth group they, that was at a, at the seminary down there, just kind of to hang out with kids our age. And they would do retreats in in the city of Monterrey, Mexico. Monterrey is one of the biggest cities for cumbia, like in all of Mexico. What really caught our eye was one time we were at a little plaza over there, and there was a like a battle, kind of like when they do rap battles. 
But it was one accordionist against another accordionist. Two clicks, and, basically. And they were, yeah. instead of fighting, they were actually playing music. against each other. And that was like music, yeah. And it was a big culture shock. And what they were playing was Colombian cumbia. So this is a sound unlike anything you guys had ever heard at, at the that time, point. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, it didn't exist. It's still to this day. There's not many bands that play what we play right now. It's like, really how, like underground, especially in this region. Yeah. So I mean, like, how would you describe your sound? Well, it's a very rustic um, roots Colombian cumbia. It's like the origins of cumbia. The sound itself is very traditional, very folk, but the essence of it is actually more inclined to like the the punk rock like because we're going against the current we'll play in, in all kinds of events where you don't expect this like we've showed up at hip-hop events at hardcore punk events uh reggae um we'll just play wherever and we'll and we don't care if it's one person or we played up to fifty thousand people just before, in front of 50, people it's yeah. just like um yeah we just want to do a party get everybody yeah. up yep. yeah but what's so weird is like you, you, i hear punk rock Mm-hmm. But when I listen to the music, I hear these this African influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, tell me about that. What are the origins of cumbia? Well, the beginnings of what became cumbia were from Africa. Um, that's where the drum rhythms came from. Colombia like, actually has the first free uh, African nation in America, which was uh, Palenque, free. the city of Palenque. They, there they had a style called bullerengue, which was a lot of drums. More percussive. So, yeah, it's more percussion. Cumbia ha- has a lot of influence from Africa. And its origins are African in part, but they're also indigenous because the sounds, the melodies are melodies that simulate the sounds that the birds of the region would make. So a lot of the melodies that we play now with the Sabanero style are basically kind of uh, emulating the sound of birds from that region and the way they sing. And and also the another part of it that's indigenous is like there, there's a instrument called huacharaca. It's kind of like a guido where you just scrape it and, it and that's also a native instrument. But the cumbia that we play also has the European influence because it has a, a diatonic accordion, which comes from Germany or from um, Italy, but mainly from Germany. The, the type of accordions that they use in Colombia are more German than, than anything. Interesting. And to get all of that unique sound together, you guys have to use unique instruments. So yes. let me hear some of that. What do you have? You've got something called a... That's a huacharaca. Let me... you got... It's an accordion. <laughs> Very nice. And so what other instruments define this music? The style that we use is sabanero. So um, it borrows instruments from vallenato music. There's an instrument called a caja vallenata. It's kind of like a larger version of a bongo, but it's only a single drum, and the head is made of literally x-rays. So it has a very low-pitched sound when you hit it in the middle, but a high-end on the edges. So it has a a big variety of, of sounds. Uh, usually for cumbia, they also use what's called a tambor alegre. Sort of like a conga. Yeah, like a conga. Oh, but it's like a really and then, we call it repiques, which repiques. is kind of like uh, fills, drum fills. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then there's the llamador, which gives a constant beat, what well, gives cumbia cumbia. The llamador is just like that. Kind of like a metronome. Boom, boom. That's the llamador will do that sound. And then they have the tambora, which is the lowest pitch sound. We use a floor tom. <laughs> so we use uh, a floor actually tom. drum kit, like yeah. a, a five-piece drum kit drum floor kit, tom. Yeah. But, yeah. but the way we play it is the way it's they like, play it over there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, I know that there's one song that demonstrates all of that very well. It's called mm-hmm. La Padrosa. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And it means the powerful one. Let's mm-hmm. take a yeah. listen. Una cumbia poderosa suena, suena por el aire. Una cumbia poderosa suena, suena por el aire. I can definitely see how that would get everybody up on their feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, what's it like being a binational band? That it's very interesting because um, it gives us a whole different perspective. Um, us ourselves, we we are of a, sp- a specific subculture, kind of like Chicano, but at the same time, we have another part which is we're transborder. Like we actually you cross have the border every day, yeah. every day. Because I was going to ask. I mean, how, you know, does your music reflect life uh, in a border region? It it does because here there's a fusion of all kinds of cultures already in and what cumbia itself is is a is a fusion of three different cultures and that kind of reflects what we are we're a mix also ourselves of like we're we are american but we are also mexican even our nationality of some of us is not mexican we are from both places but we're from neither at the same time which is kind of weird like neither aquí neither yeah yeah, that's what they, they say, which means not from here, not from there. Yeah, trust that's me, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's it like bringing music from Mexico to people here in the current border climate? Music is a is an international language. That's something that it doesn't matter what uh, where, you're from. where you're from. As If you're just willing to have fun and, and are open to it, um, you're gonna, it's gonna you're be gonna, great. Yeah, music's yeah. universal language. La Diablo, thanks so much for stopping by, y'all. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. from Sonido de la Frontera.
KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to the KPBS Summer Music Series. Our next artists embody the spirit of our diverse border region and celebrates the beauty of Baja California with their own take on Latin America's resurging dance music, cumbia. Sonido de la Frontera is made up of a power trio of veteran musicians, Carlos Paez of the B-Side Players, Luke Hinshaw of Planet B and First Power Crew, and DJ Unite with Tribe of Kings and also First Power Crew. They each bring decades of experience to the project, and the results are an exciting cumbia sound that fuses the party energy of sound system culture with the hip-hop production aesthetic of big drums and loud bass. Midday Edition's Jade Hindman spoke with Sonido de la Frontera, but first we begin with their song, Somos Sonideros. That was Sonido de la Frontera with Somos Sonideros from their new album, Sonidero Guerrieros. And I want to introduce Sonido de la Frontera with Carlos Paez vocals, Luke Henshaw on production, and DJ Unite on the turntables. Thank you for joining us on Midday Edition. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Hey, so you each earned a name in your respective genres and music scene, DJ Unite and Tribe of Kings. Carlos Paez, B-Side Players, Luke Henshaw, Planet B. How did you three come together to start Sonido de la Fronteras? We all came together um, with the San Diego music scene, just being supportive of each other and, you know, meeting at shows. And we all came together for the love of uh, cumbia music. And DJ Unite, for people that may not know what cumbia is, can you give a little background about where it comes from and the different types of cumbia there are? Cumbia comes from Colombia. It originally actually comes from Africa, from the cumba dance. Cumbia is a sort of festival music for Colombians, and it's a very uh, blue-collar type of music. 
And it spread throughout uh, Latin America and in Mexico, they latched onto it really strongly and started making their own version of cumbia. And so now you can hear it basically at every family gathering. You can hear it on cars driving by with their radios pumping. So it's a rich part of Colombia's uh, cultural history as well. Carlos, how did you first discover cumbia? I discovered cumbia through my, my father, who was a musician his whole life. He started a band from Tijuana, Mexico, called uh, Los Moonlights. And they would make these records back in the days called Musica Bailable, which is danceable music. So they would always have like at least two cumbia tracks in each record, making sure you had a party song on the record for, you know, for those quinceañeras. That, that's the way the records were back then. It was like a, a mixture of different genres of music. So it'd be like two boleros, two cumbias, two ballads. Bands like Los Moonlights, Solitarios, Los Bukis, Los Freddies, all these bands would always put these records out and would always have a couple cumbia tracks because they were heavily influenced by the Colombian cumbia music, which is uh, strictly like party music back then. And Unite, same question to you. How did you first discover cumbia? Um, I discovered it a little bit differently. Being a DJ when I was around 18, I had a friend named Johnny who wanted me to come play at his family party since I could mix records. So we would bring this big six foot coffin filled with his uncle's records and he would select the records for me and I would play them. And then I started realizing what tunes were working really well at the parties. And I started really taking a liking to the rhythms and everything. So. It slowly went from that. I got a taste for cumbia around when I was 18. And from there, I started studying and getting in depth onto where it came from and who the big groups were and what styles of cumbia that I liked the best. Right. And Luke, what about you? I'm a late bloomer. I had heard it here and there, but it wasn't until um, Unite was spinning. At, he was doing double duty in downtown at a bar and an art gallery next door. So... I went next door to the art gallery and he was just playing it and the bass was just kicking and that shaker was just so hypnotizing. And three days later, I met Carlos and we just hit the studio. And for all of you, this journey started with Cumbia Mundial. Tell me about that. I call it World Cumbia and that's just the translation is Cumbia Mundial. The song just celebrates different cultures all around the world. That was Sonido de la Frontera with their song Cumbia Mundial, the track from their 2014 album. 
you guys do many live performances. So how does that translate to the stage? How does sound system culture um, really uh, translate to a live audience? So sound system culture has been a, a big part of my career as a DJ, of course. Um, and it's also a, a big part of uh, the Cumbia Sonidero movement where you'll have uh, DJs, you know, set up big sound systems and all the people in the neighborhood can come out and, you know, uh, you know, it's a, a, another time for them to forget their worries for a little bit and to dance. And, you know, you don't, you never really hear the music correctly until you hear them through gigantic subwoofers and a big sound system. And, you know, the, uh, the sound system culture in the uh, Solidelo culture is uh, similar to uh, Jamaican sound system culture in ways as well, because you may just have a sound system set up in the neighborhood. It may not be at a venue, you know, and, and they play the music and everybody can come out and dance and have a good time. When we deliver our, our music live, it's not necessarily what you would consider the average band. You know, what we'll do is we'll run through the uh, turntables and the sampler and we'll have uh, Carlos singing live in front of it. So this type of setup can be used out on stage at a concert and it can also be in the middle of a club we can actually make our shows into one big dance party instead of a traditional concert uh, carlos cumbia it really is a storytelling genre tell us about the song la lucha continua uh, la lucha continua it translates to in english to the struggle continues and it's something that I'm really familiar with. I'm, I'm a border child. I was raised in Tijuana, um, San Diego all my life, uh, crossing back and forth. My family lived in Tijuana and my dad would always have opportunities over here across the border, my mom as well. So it was like a working family that was crossing back and forth four times a week. So I would see the third world country struggle on the Tijuana side. And I would also see the struggle here on the U.S. side, which is some of the same problems that we're facing today, like homelessness and racism. All those things are things I used to sing about back when I started having a voice in my youth as a musician. And they're the same topics that I sing about today. And here's a clip from La Lucha Continua. <laughs> Con un bolero lindo, te muevo suavecito. Con mi regreso, muevo el pueblo unido. Con mi guabanco, muevo el mundito. Mi música tiene vibra, la vibra te pone a bailar. El baile tiene su historia, la historia es cultura. La cultura nunca muere, en la muerte, en la vida. La vida es una lucha. That was La Lucha Continua by Sonido de la Frontera from their new album, Sonidero Guerrero. For people who don't cross the border, what's something that you want them to, to know and also take away from your music? Well, I just want them to experience the music and and to know that this music really represents them as well. It's just, you know, we're not really representing just San Diego. We are representing this whole region that we live in. And La Frontera means the border. It's a culture and it's a way of life out here. If you want to talk about food, wherever we travel to, there's no better Mexican food than Tijuana, San Diego, Mexican food. 
or even seafood. I mean, there are some seafood spots down south in, you know, Mazatlan. But uh, as far as food, there's no other better Mexican food in the world than San Diego, Tijuana. And I'm not talking about Los Angeles. I'm talking about San Diego, <laughs> Tijuana. And that's just food. But also, I mean, the music, there's some bands and there's some, some new music coming out of this region of this of this South Bay lower side south side of the border that is really inspirational right now it's like a new sound and it's very exciting because um with every struggle like this whole pandemic is a struggle in, in itself there's always new music behind a, a new struggle so sonido la frontera is definitely like a new sound coming out from all these hard times that we're experiencing right now if I might add also, I think that it's really important because most opinions are formed off of what they hear in the media about Mexico, especially about Tijuana. I think you really have to go down there and experience it for yourself and get a, a taste of the culture down there and, and realize that the people down there are living the life just like we're living life and they're going through the same struggles, you know. And can you all tell me about your song, Cumbia Pacifica del Mar? Cumbia Pacifica del Mar is kind of like a visual song of taking a trip down the coast, uh, across the border, down coast through Baja. There's so many other little beach towns other than uh, Rosarito, Ensenada. San Diegans, uh, we grew up in this in San Diego, but we also, back in the days, we had the privilege of crossing the border and going to surf K38 and going down on a Baja trip to go eat fish tacos and drink a beer. It's such a beautiful thing that we all have seemed to forgotten because of the labeling of Tijuana as the most dangerous city in the world. So this is a whole song celebrating the beautiful vibe of Baja California and the Ocean Pacific. I've been talking with Sonido de la Frontera members Carlos Paez, Luke Henshaw, and DJ Unite. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Pacífica, 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 pacífica.
listening to the KPBS Summer Music Series. John Decker is Interim Associate General Manager of Content, Lisa Jane Morissette, Operations Manager, and Megan Burt is Senior Producer. To catch a new episode every two weeks, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And for performance videos and more great artists, visit kpbs.org slash summer music series. I'm Kurt Conan. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com.